Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Zach. Six months ago, us and our wives packed up our life and moved across the country to chase our dreams of being independent artists and full-time musicians. Life has been beyond crazy, but step by step we're making it happen. To document this process, we decided to start the Feelin' Blue podcast, where two actual best friends, musicians, and business partners talk about being a musician, life, mental health, faith, and everything in between. So sit back, grab a drink, unless you're driving, and hang out with your new friends here on the Feelin' Blue podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. That was the sound of your boy slurping a little whiskey. You know, I'm told it, it tastes better when you slurp it. It flows over the tongue. You get that effervescence. Ooh, I, I slurped a little bit you too slurped much. a little bit. <laughs> what up, guys? Once again, up, my name y'all? is Nicholas. I'm Zach. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. And we are back at it again. I feel like it's been, it's been, been, a, li- been a second. But I feel like it hasn't been that long. No, too. we've been doing a lot. Yeah, I don't even think it's been two weeks since it's been two weeks since we recorded the first yeah, one, right? I think so. That makes sense, but not since yeah. we released. No. So in the last two weeks before this podcast comes wild. out, uh, we have released our, our first single, but single Woo! stuck in between, uh, and then what we do last week? What we do. We released our debut music video. Hey, debut. I like the way you say it. Debut. 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 De- you know what I'm saying? It just feels important. That's why I want to wait on an album so we can say, we can like have this whole following and then say, Blues debut, debut album. Al- oh, yeah. Doesn't that feel You good? have to say it though. Debut. Blues debut album. I might die. I don't know why I went with that. Yeah, voice. that's a good, I feel like that's a good like carnival announcer. Have you guys heard about Blue? Blues debut album is on the way now from the West Coast of the United States. <laughs> Coming at you, <laughs> coming at you live from the West Coast, from the South Coast, from the East Coast. <laughs> blue made up of two. <laughs> That's good. That was blue made good. of two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that should be lyrics in the next song. Um, we kind of wanted to key in and uh, have a very specific episode in honor of our debut single. This is a themed episode. This is a themed episode, and no, it's not Halloween themed because Halloween is over. Uh. It's, it's never time over in my heart. To get the Christmas decorations out, start what about baking Thanksgiving? cookies. Huh? What about Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving and Christmas are basically the same day. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Starbucks is going to be releasing stuff soon. Like it's all it's all the same. Why do they put the two vacation like where you have to go home and see mm-hmm. your family like a month away right next from to each other. other? Like why? And make you stay in school from January to freaking May? <laughs> Sure, there's spring break, but... It's like you go home and see your family and everyone argues, Mm -hmm. and then Ah. a month goes by and then you see them all again. Yeah. Or you have to pick which time you're going home. Yeah, that's our life "Ah." right now. I know, you're going home Christmas. Yeah, I'm trying to go home Thanksgiving. I'm going home. I'm flying home probably Christmas day, so... I'm trying to look at tickets right now to go home for Thanksgiving. Well, after Thanksgiving and... Let me tell you something. I'm hoping those Tuesday deals are actually a thing. I have never heard of that. I That's looked a, it up after you sent that text to yeah. me. Yeah. I've never heard of that really? in my life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's a thing. Uh, flight hack. Flight hacks. Apparently, uh, different uh, flight brands, what are they called? 
Airlines? Yeah, thank you. Flight brands. Flight brands. Flight brands. Uh, Air Coming at you live. The <laughs> flight brands of... I don't know. I Different can't do it. airlines, they'll release their deals on Tuesdays, apparently, and then other airlines will see those deals and price match those deals. I've so heard you of that. you can buy yeah. cheaper tickets on Tuesdays. Anywho, back Anywho's. to the whole purpose. This is a themed episode. What's the theme? Stuck in between. Stuck in between what? Dim cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the secret meaning behind stuck. Thank you for tuning in to the Thank Field you. Blue Podcast. That's all. Uh, we had Lil Nas X on this one. Uh, uh, a dream. <laughs> I, bro, that'd be sick. I'd, I would happily have it. Hey, Lil Nas X, let's hop on a track. Hey, here, my guy. Uh, actually, I have it on good authority that Lil Nas X is a blue, feeling blue podcast listener. So you have it on good authority. If good authority, yeah. If he was listening to this, he podcast, is one of our thirty-three listeners. <laughs> like, if, I think it's twenty. I think it's twenty-six and thirty-three plays. If Lil Nas was one of our thirty-six, I would hope that our numbers would drastically update. Yeah, from thirty six right? to unless this is just like little Nas. When you hear this, can you post about it on your yeah. story? Or but something? you know, if you just want to keep this for yourself, I'm okay with that. I get it. Us, Zach. You know, we're me, men of the trade. We understand. You got to have something for we yourself. We just want to be your best friends. You know, we're here for you. Uh, we want to love and support you. If but you're anywho, listening to this, tag little Nas X tag in Lil Nas your X. Instagram story. Let him know. Um, but we want to talk about stuck in between because we released the song, we invested and released. A dope ass it's music dope. video. I think it's. I'm proud of it. I'm, I'm proud bad. of it too. That the music because the song people were like, "Wow, those lyrics! Like that's a dope song." The way that like the vibe that's sick. And then when the music video came out, people were like, "My aunt called me." Your aunt called my you? aunt called me. She's like, "Nicholas, wow, <laughs> the the words that that music video that was incredible. I am so proud of you." That's dope. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of people texted us too and commented on the video. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this and you checked it out, yeah. thanks for your support. And if you haven't for yet, real, check out Stuck in Between. And also, not that we're doing this for the validation. At least we're really trying not to. <laughs> Maybe a little <laughs> bit. But I feel like the music video was people or people that have seen us chasing this for so many months and seeing that – it's them going, oh, wow, like, damn, they're actually, like, they're actually trying to do They're this. not joking around. They're not joking about this. I don't think we are. I hope no, not. No, I, I don't think we are. We've, we've committed far yeah, too much. We've committed. We're in too deep we at this point. <laughs> are knee deep in, in going after this. But this leads to my first question. Zach had created the track. Your question. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question first. Oh, shoot. Yeah, she. Let me take a sip of whiskey before I ask the question. Let's get into it. Stuck in between the themed podcast. The themed podcast. So, Zach. Yes, sir. You had already created the core of this track. Right. Musically, sonically speaking. Sonically speaking, the track before was completed. Before I even hopped on it. That's true. And it was kind of a joke. <laughs> it started. Yeah, yes. what's the story? What's the origin story behind I this? I was... Uh, I feel like I had just quit my job. And for clarity, this is back in Washington. Yeah. This is before we ever moved, before Blue was official. So it's November 2020. 2020. Right? Put yourself in the mindset of November 2020. We thought the world was going to go back to normal. Our friends are about to get married, and then I'm getting married the mm-hmm. month after that, right? And I had told you, hey, I think I'm going to move to Georgia. Yeah. 
No, we had already decided we were going to Oh, move. bet. We yeah. were all on the same page. We're moving to freaking Georgia. Yeah. We had decided we're going to move to Atlanta. I, I had j- either just quit my job or I had already put in my two weeks. So I had like, you know, in, been in the process of quitting my job. And I was like, if we're going to do this, just like constantly, I was like, I need to like actually make music. So I was mm-hmm. making like stuff every day. And then everyone came over to the house. We lived. That's how at, it was at the Blue yeah, House. <laughs> we lived at the Blue House. That's part of the reason we're called Blue. Yeah. If you didn't catch our last episode, we kind of talked about it a little bit there. We'll talk about it more oh, in the yeah, future. Absolutely. Um, but we, so everyone had come over. There was a bunch of people in town because our friends were getting married. And um, I had started working on this track. I feel like I was like, no, um, I started working on this track. Aiden played the keys part. I remember that. And then me and Jesse had been working on a couple things together. Our friend Jesse, who was the person getting married. Yeah. And he sang some vocal lines. Mm-hmm. And that turned into some of the samples that you hear. So like in the background of Stuck in Between, if you hear like a... Wah, wah, bah, yeah. That is uh. Jesse. Jesse. Shout out, Jesse Baker. Jesse Baker. Um, singing. And I kind of created like this cool, I wanted to do like a uh, Erica Badu type. Yeah. Like, it boom, had an Erica Badu. Boom, boom. Yeah. Like early chants. Right. Like, I wanted to do something in that realm. And I kind of like played around with that sample. I don't think I ever put guitar on it that first night, but Aiden had played that keys part. And then I played bass, I believe, with oh. it. And then we took turns. Everyone laid down a verse for... (laughs) And mind you, I wasn't there. You weren't there. I was not home. Everyone laid down a verse and none of us are rap. I didn't lay down a verse because I don't embarrass myself. We have yet to give Zach, uh, to have Zach lay down a a rap verse on a track, but we'll we'll get there. Maybe like five, ten years from now. Ten years? (laughs) You think I'm still going to be rapping in 10 years? I don't know, bro. <laughs> Should we double down? I'll have a grill. A grill? I'll have a grill. I want a grill. Um, but everyone had wrapped their own verse, and it was um, awful. But in the funniest way possible. It was hilarious and awful. And mind you, it's like four white boys. Yeah. Like white, white dudes hopping on this track and going in. Going to the in. best of their abilities. Our good friend Austin. My guy, big, best hype man. Hopefully one day you will see him on stage hyping the world <laughs> up with us. He laid down a verse. Our buddy Aiden, who actually, Aiden, if there was a fire verse in there, Aiden it was can Aiden's. throw down. But there You'll was a weird Aiden chipmunk effect on his voice, I remember, in the yep. original track. Um, it was a fun time. Yeah. And then that same night, though, I muted all those and people were still hanging out. And I put on like a auto-tune type mm-hmm. thing and I had like a vocal idea, um, a line that said stuck in between mm-hmm. heaven and dreams, stuck in between here and eternity. And I sang that with like this cool, weird auto-tune on mm-hmm. it. And you can hear, if you listen, it's in the end of the track and it's you like can a, hear- a post-bridge You can thing. hear the background of that like- get together like of the party you can mm-hmm. hear people kind of yelling and like having fun and it's my voice and then our our good friend 
who also mixed the song, John Mark added a bunch of layers of oh, his, his voice on top his of His voice it. is so sensual. Um, yeah, it, it's dope. So that's kind of the story of like the first night of what became stuck in between. Man, what a good story. Almost a year ago. Almost a year ago. Yeah. It is crazy. We've worked on this song. And I, in my mind, when we first, this was never like, oh, this is the first song we release. Mm-hmm. It was never like, this is the, this was the experiment that turned into, oh, wow, let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was my question for you. So. All right. So. Zach text or he walked in before we recorded. He's like, I got all my questions ready. Nick is the songwriter, so I figured I would ask him the most questions, right? That's fair. He wrote the the vast majority of the vast lyrics. Vast majority. I had one lyric idea, which we'll come and back to. That thing that thing sparked <laughs> a whole um, thing. The first question I have for you, Nick. Yeah. Nicholas Hollinger, you wrote the song, the hit song stuck in between thirteen hundred plays on Spotify. Oh my gosh, the <laughs> hit song. <laughs> uh, what is stuck in between about? Stuck in between is it's the unwanted therapy session. It's the I don't want to say regretful, but it's the the lack of desire to express and share your emotions. But in an environment where, you know, like, all right, let me try to express what's actually going on inside. Mm. And there's aspects of it that almost and that's what I love about the music video where there's the stress of getting to the point of actually being able to express yourself and the avoidance of it. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the emotional emotional freedom and release and peace that you get when you actually have been able to articulate how you're feeling and you uh, are to an extent able to like accept you. There might not be a solution, but you're able to accept like I am feeling this way, and it's okay that I'm feeling this way. Right. That's why I love the the intro <clears throat> has this chaotic like like weird sound that's just weird as crap, and the back end of the song has this like very peaceful yeah bird sound kind of peaceful choral yeah feel, um, and I feel like the journey is told throughout the whole song. Yeah, it's interesting when we tested out the song like. Uh, we posted it on this website called Submit Hub. Submit Hub. Um, and you can do this thing called Hot or Not. People kind of rate your track. And there was a couple people that were like, based on the intro, they were like, I thought it was going to be this sick drop or whatever. Mm. Um, and it ended up being this very peaceful, like, mm. keys part and like relaxing drum beat. And I kind of, I love that about yeah. the song. Like, like, People are like, I don't know, you shouldn't have released your first song like a 15 second <laughs> intro and like the lyrics don't come in until like almost a minute. Uh, no. And I don't care. Like, I think it's dope. We're not here to follow anyone's rules. Yeah. And uh, like one thing that we've always talked about wanting to capture is that spoken word feel yeah. of songwriting because Nick has other spoken, like you have just like specifically spoken words yeah. that you've written and that you've done and like what i love about this song is that it kind of captures like the chorus is vibey and you know you're singing kind of in that smooth r&b style and then the verse is very like like talking yeah but also it's very conversational very conversational yeah all right am i asking the next question yeah 
Sure. Right. What is your favorite lyric? Uh, so I've, <laughs> I can't, I can't pick one. So I'm going to pick a few. <laughs> the first lyric I love, I spent so long because while we were writing, I was like, I want to make a weird reference. That's just a thing of mine. If I'm going to rap, I want to make a weird reference. <laughs> My weird reference, I want to reference Plankton. Plankton from Spongebob. That was my, and I worked for like days trying to figure out how can I work in Plankton in a way that's going to be understood. And so my favorite line, one of them, my first favorite line is, I feel like Plankton, who's going insane, obsessed with Krabs' formula, you know what what I'm I'm saying, saying. except the formuole is what's up in my brain, it's got me going crazy, got got me feeling deranged. Because that's such a, it's a little niche, (laughs) but if you're, if you grew up the way we grew up. Then you're going to hear that and be Plankton's like, oh, I get after it. that formula. I know exactly what. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> the fact that you called it formuli. Formuli. I don't Where remember. Where is the formuli? <laughs> I don't remember what I, I feel like I helped come up with that idea. I can't remember how. You, yeah, yeah. Because at one point, Zach said, what if you like say, like something about thoughts behind my thoughts. Yeah. And that, that cued a whole thought. And then we were, we were going back and forth. And he's like, what if, what if you said something about like, I don't know, like. Like SpongeBob or or Plankton or and I was like bet, <laughs> and then I racked my brain for days trying to figure there out. There was another lyric that we had in there that didn't quite work. I can't yeah, remember what it was. Though. I can't remember either. It was it yeah, it was less smooth. Yeah. The other part I liked about it <clears throat> is it, in a more like metaphorical sense. I feel like there's these moments when you can't quite express how you're feeling or what's going on in your brain. At least I can't. I'm not very good at that. Um, but it's it's much easier to use references or pop culture references for like it's like this. Mm. And it's it's such an outlandish thing to say, but if you get it, you get it. Yeah. And if you don't get it, you don't get it. <laughs> right. Which I feel like is very accurate to at least my real life. There's a I'm moment like, like that reference. in the second verse too. Yes. <laughs> Which, uh, so the second verse, every time I show someone the song, I like, I shrink back a little because they're either going to love that or hate part. it. Yeah. Uh, you don't have the poop. Okay. Yeah. So there's another, I say, um, um, how's I, how do I start the second uh, verse? I don't have my phone on me either. I don't know. Um, I, so I, I know that Gas on the outside, bathroom. I'm calm and I'm chill, but behind my eyes lies a surprise that can't sit still. Anxiety, depression, ADHD, it's like a gas station bathroom, 23 and And I don't mean to be a pessimist, but at times I feel like excrement, boo-boo, poo-poo, like ookie-dookie on a shoe. Dang, bro. And while we're here, my biggest fear is to be a disappointment. Four bars about poop. Bro, four bars That's about bold. poop. That's bold. So the reason I did that is, A, I love the... The second verse, I wanted to capture the the essence of like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna actually explain. This is really how I'm feeling. I wanted to like raise the bar, raise the notch, and like this is what's going on. And so that's why I go anxiety, depression, ADHD, all things that I uh, experience and have to work through. But then uh, I feel like excrement, feel like poop. That excrement is poop, you know. And then I was like, what's the weird way to say poop? And I was inspired by Outcast. <laughs> I was like, if Andre 3000 can do it, I, can I probably it. can't. Yeah. <laughs> There's say. no way that I can, but I'm going to, and I'm going to double down. And so I say poop because that's, I'm a weird person. Yeah. And that is something I would say. It is something you would say. And so I, I was like, let's do it. And me, Zach, he'd come up to me like once a week and be like, 
I don't know about the poop part. And I'd be like, I'm, I'm sold. I have to do it. I have to do it. <laughs> we constantly have these conversations about yeah, yeah. lyrics. I'm like, Absolutely. I don't know if that's it, but the Formioli lyrics. Half the time you are right. I have to go back and rewrite a lot of things because I listen sure. back and I'm like, gosh, dang it. Freaking. But I think Zach. overall, I, I like that lyric. I think if, if it fits in well. Um, it's very us. It is very it, us. It fits into the like, we're not here to follow rules. We're not here to, to follow an equation. We're going to express ourselves to the best of our ability. Yeah. And be true to what we are here to do. Okay. Hit me. My next question. What inspired the music video? Um, so the music video, further context, I see, I'm a very visual person. And so when I hear songs or I... You had a very specific hear idea. Hear things, I this. did. Um, I visualize the story behind it. I have like a, a director's mind with the inability to actually create it on my own. Listen to this man. I have a director's I mind. I have a director's mind, but the I don't have the, the director's skills. <laughs> <laughs> I have a music mind, but not the music skills. <laughs> That's a lot of things. Uh, I feel a little crazy sometimes. Um, but I remember I had this like vision. Like ookie dookie on a shoe. Like ookie dookie on a shoe. Uh, I had this just vision in my head while talking through it. I always wanted to it wanted to be like a therapy session because uh, I think therapy is healthy. I personally have not gotten therapy because I've been avoiding it because I'm ADHD and have anxiety. But like we I, said on our last podcast yeah, episode, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is our therapy. This is our therapy. Um, but I, I think it's important to reference it because <clears throat> there's a there's a change happening. But in the black community, therapy is still not. Uh, super common and it's slowly becoming there's a forefront of of black men that are becoming more accepting and relying upon therapy um, and the action steps and understanding that it can give you and so I thought it was important to articulate and visualize a therapy session especially towards the back end I am talking about um, growing up with people that didn't look like me and the chaos of that and I think a lot more black people and black men probably need therapy than we're willing to express or understand. And so I always had this vision of it's a therapy session. And in my brain, originally, it was always this one slow shot of a holistic therapy session. And I'm very thankful that uh, shout out to Moji Wilson, who was our director. Shout out Moji. Um, I'm very thankful. I kind of gave him my idea and my concept because I wanted people to feel the like chaotic energy but i also wanted them to feel the the release of it mm. um and i pitched moji kind of my concept my idea and he was like i love that can can you give me some room to like <laughs> do my thing because i can be a little controlling sometimes uh and he and so i was like absolutely i trust you and he created this beautiful visual and these contrasting images so of rad. like of being in the therapy session but then also like being at a sunset in this peaceful and joyful moment. Um, so yeah, I think it was important to show therapy um, for the sake of young people, for the sake of people of color. Um, and once again, the whole point of the song was almost like a reluctant therapy session. Yeah. Like, I don't really want to talk to you, right? but you keep asking me questions and you're probably annoying me a little bit. So mm -hmm. I, I would. That being said, was 
my wife a good therapist. Your wife was a good therapist. <laughs> I, and genuinely, I think your wife would be a good therapist. I think she would too. Because there's there's been a handful of conversations where she'll start asking me questions and I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to answer this. Why? Yeah. That's <laughs> too in-depth, okay? I am not emotionally prepared to answer this question right now. And yeah. it's If I get like, it's happened before when I've been cornered by like four of, of our like friend group wives. Mm-hmm. And they all look at me and they go, so Nick. And I'm like, no, <laughs> don't. I can't handle it. All right. My next question. Zach's got all the questions. Today. I do. My guy. Is your biggest fear being a disappointment or spiders? Which is it? Both. I, I can't. <laughs> you pick. have to decide. No, because <laughs> I am a man of multiple fears. Okay. <laughs> I am a complicated That's man. The most cop out answer. And because here's the thing. I hate spiders. Spiders, they do scare me. <laughs> they, they do scare me. I think short. Okay. I'll, I'll short term. If I'm in a room with a spider, I'm not thinking about being a disappointment. Right. I'm thinking, spider dear flight. God, there's a spider. Exactly. There's a big ass spider. And I'm terrified and I don't want to get it, but I have to get it because my wife is more terrified than I am. Uh, and then being a, a disappointment, that's just unprocessed stuff that you I will get through at some point. <laughs> you know. Once again, I uh, probably, I do need some therapy. Um, I'm a bit, a bit much of a people pleaser and I hate disappointing. Uh, I've gotten better, but not great stuff. <laughs> I've gotten... 10% better. Hey, that's progress, bro. We yeah. got a lot of life left. We got a lot. Yeah, that's true. Um, which lyric do you think is the most important? Mm. Which lyric? So contextually, um, being a black male in today's society and <clears throat> articulating my feelings articulating my experience I think is so much more crucial than I realized when writing it because I had a conversation with someone a few weeks ago and I was just reciting the lyrics to them and they were just uh, talking about how many mixed kids mm -hmm. have this shared experience but no one has really articulated it or right. talked about it so I the first most important is me expressing anxiety depression ADHD um, me expressing like these are the issues that I work through, not that they are things that define me or that I am fully controlled by, but there are aspects of my life that I have to learn how to manage because they're there. Mm. Um, and I think it's important as a black man to be open and vulnerable with that yeah. because it is not common because there, we, there's a societal structure and due to systemic issues to where we have to be hardened. We have to be strong right. uh, on an external sense and we're not allowed to be vulnerable. And mm. I feel like we're finally in a space where not necessarily that we're allowed to be vulnerable, but there's a generation of us that are saying, you know what? Screw the norm. Right. We're going to change how this is and yeah. you're going to listen. Right. I think that's happening. And then the other part, uh, that's the hard part about being a mixed kid is you don't fit in with the white kids. Right. Uh, or you become like the the token. Yeah. But also, I don't fit in with the black kids because we don't talk the same. Mm -hmm. We don't necessarily have the same growing up or environment, mm -hmm. which we might, but we a lot of in my situation, a lot of us didn't. Right. 
Um, <clears throat> so I didn't fit in with the white kids and I didn't necessarily fit in with the black kids. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I've never fit in yeah. my whole life. And I think that's why I got so good at meeting and talking to people because I would force myself into different crowds and groups because I didn't fit into anyone singularly. There was no like group. So I, I look at it as a gift and a curse kind of a deal. Mm. But I think it's so important that I listed the, the, the last line. I grew up in white places with white faces, picket fences and white babies. And yeah, the Northwest where we're from kind of shaped me, arranged me, wasn't bad, but left me hella confused. I mean, there were some who looked like me, but the number was few. And yeah, I'm kind of articulate, but it got me called the whitest black kid by both the white and black kids. And that's my crisis. Embrace or fight this. Mentalisis before I get the arthritis and tinnitus. And I just think that's so important because I guarantee there are so many mixed kids mm. that speak. And I have a few friends, mm-hmm. you know, that I did grow up with that do have a similar experience that I've talked to. Yeah. But I don't talk the same. I, I, uh. And that's something I literally got called the whitest black kid my entire that's life. Crazy. Like literally from white kids yeah. and black kids. And people said it as like a joke or a compliment. It didn't really affect me when I was young, but I think it. I I feel like I remember people saying that yeah. about you. Too. Oh, I guarantee you did. Yeah. I guarantee you, you saw it happened. Um, and you know, it, it is what it is. Like I can't go back and like change that or anything yeah. like that. But I, I guarantee that that's a shared experience that isn't talked about or not seen. Yeah. And so not that this song has gone anywhere yet, right? but I think this song is important because I know there's a whole group of people that have a similar experience to me yeah. that have never seen themselves anywhere. Mm. And I think it's time that they get a chance to. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I, I grew up experiencing that. I grew up not fitting in. I grew up not talking the same. And even now, I talk different to white people than I do black people. Right. I'll go to a restaurant or... Um, uh, somewhere random and depending on who's there will be how I speak. My wife literally just the other day in the car was like, you started changing your voice again. Yeah. I do it. Literally. If I'm talking to black people, I'll mm-hmm. lower my voice and have a little more, try and like a little fit more in or something. trying, trying to fit in. I have this yeah. existential crisis to fit in still. Cause you don't want to be a disappointment. Cause I don't want to be a disappointment. We're psychoanalyzing Nick today yeah, yeah, on I the Feel podcast. <laughs> Watch me start How crying. How blue are you feeling? <laughs> just start sobbing. <laughs> I haven't I just want to be accepted. Uh, <laughs> man, we're the same. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I think I can't actually pick a favorite line. I think what's being articulated is really important. And, I agree. And authentic. Yeah. It's authentic to my experience. Um, and I'm I'm glad I had the opportunity to express that and share that. And I hope that someone listens to it. And maybe they haven't experienced this then, or maybe they haven't seen it, but they've experienced it. And I hope yeah. it's a feeling of relatability. Yeah. Because feeling alone sucks. Yeah. And it, for me, it feels good that it feels good to have our first single out there. Yeah. But it feels good that this is what our first single is. Yeah. And that, um, you know, not like you said, not that it's, gone anywhere or whatever like the song will do what it does and i think we're both you know okay with that i'm i'm happy with yeah. the release that we've had so far and the people that have reached out to us that have said you know they love the song or the video um but what you're saying like i really believe in like what the song says and what you articulate mm. um especially with that like like 
I was thinking about that a lot today, like the how it addresses like tokenism yeah. in America. Oh, wow. Yeah. And how like just that's that's an issue. I mean, and people talk about it. Like I hate saying being like, oh, we don't talk about it enough. Like people talk about it, but to articulate it in a way that can mm. make someone feel like, oh, like they understand what I went through. You yeah. Know? Um, and yeah. I love that we did it in a way. My goal is not to shame either side. Mm -hmm. My goal is just to share an honest depiction mm. of my perspective and my experience. And I feel like this does that. And I think that that will create and does create relatability, mm. which that's, that's really the whole point of a lot of what we write is relatability yeah. and honesty and vulnerability. I like how you said uh, that we're not going to shame either side, but our next single might shame one side. I wouldn't say shame. <laughs> no, calls not shame. out. Calls out. It calls sure. out something that needs to be called out. <laughs> and we are in a current cultural movement where it is getting called out. Mm -hmm. But it has to be called out by the, by the right people that will... Not, not that we're the right people. Not that we're the right people, but called out in a way that like, not let's demolish it, let's fix it. Right. Not burn it down, let's tear it down and then rebuild it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Brother, brother. All right. Um, what was your favorite part of the recording process? Favorite part of the reporting thing. <laughs> Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> favorite part of the recording process? Um, that's a good question. I like the writing process far more than I like the recording process, TBH. Yeah. I love the like the the adding like the production process, like adding stuff to it. Yeah. I don't personally love recording my voice. Mm. Um I love my voice. It's a live. lot of like tediousness. It's a lot of tedious and I like what we can do and what we can build from it. Yeah. Um, but I definitely, I would say I like the writing process way more mm. and I can get lost in the writing process way more and the production process way more than I could the recording well, process. Well, talk a little bit about how we, cause we wrote it. Um, I feel like different than a lot of people would have. Cause we kind of wrote it with the song. Like you wrote the first verse mm. in Washington, yeah. if I remember correctly. And then we had the verse and then we didn't finish it until we got here. I wrote the second verse on a plane. That's right. On a plane from Atlanta to Florida and back. <laughs> and then I rewrote it in Atlanta. Or and then I rewrote it in Florida. Dang. All over the place. Yeah, yeah. Planes are a great place to write. They really are. They really are. I write my best lyrics on a plane. I... Well, Zach trashed some of my other lyrics. So I write some really good <laughs> lyrics on planes, but not all. Not my best, necessarily. <laughs> and then we recorded it with our guy Pablo. Yes, sir. Here uh, in Florida. Pablo, I love you. You're brilliant. Um, Pablo has an incredible studio and has graced us with the ability to utilize it and experiment and have fun with what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, and so I loved that process because... Uh, working with Pablo and figuring out what works for my voice. This song has really helped us figure out like what type of mic works best for my voice. If I yeah. want to get a lower tone, what, uh, what are we going to use to do that? Uh, there's a few parts cause I want to have much more raspy, low chill tone. I drank wine 
before because mm. I wanted to lower it a little bit. So because my talking voice is pretty high. Yeah. Um, but I wanted a much more low key. So we used a mic that captures a lot of the lower tones and then they processed it through some different uh, stuff. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I drank wine. So my, my actual tone was lower because we wanted that. Um, so it was fun to experiment. Right. And I feel like we've got a good recording system and process down now mm. because of this first track. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I personally, I love the writing process and the, experimental process way more than the recording process because mm. you're getting a lot of finals you're like all right do that again you're getting hot yeah it's always like this is my final 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 take three final like, yeah, yeah like all right i'll do one more yeah like, ah can you do it again and, and then, then you, you go back and listen to it in your car and you're like, like ah, i gotta do it again yeah and i'm nitpicky zach is nitpicky I'm pablo's so nitpicky. nitpicky yeah and so it, sometimes it can take us a long time yeah. To get it. That uh, guitar solo that Zach has. <laughs> Zach, how many takes did that take? <laughs> I was wondering when this is going to yeah, come Yeah, up. yeah, Uh I believe the number is 63 63 takes. takes. Just for, so most of the guitar I recorded back in Washington. And I had a solo that I had recorded. If you listen to the song, the end of the song. Um, right where the tone changes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the end of the song, I play a guitar solo, and there's kind of two parts of it. There's one part that has like a, um, if you're a guitar player, more like neck pickup-y, fourth position, like kind of brighter tone. I'm not a guitar player, but I just felt like he looked me in the <laughs> eyes when he said that, and it just felt really dirty. <laughs> there's going to be like one other guitar player that listens to this. And they're going to they're they're gonna gonna, know exactly what I mean. It's going to be Pablo. Pablo will be gonna, like. <laughs> his eyes are going to roll back in his head as you describe it. <laughs> You say, oh my gosh, Zach, wow. I get it. I understand I that. I understand. Huh. Um, there's that part of the solo. And then originally that was the entire tone for the solo, but I didn't like the second half that I had recorded. And it was kind of a placeholder. And it was one of the last things we did, I think. Yeah. But um, I just, I wanted like that final solo piece before kind of the, the final like drums drop out outro of the song mm -hmm. to be, to have a certain vibe. And uh, Pablo has this pedal, or he had this pedal. He actually sold it. Um, that's like the Tom Mish pedal. Mm. It's a Moog filter, and it 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 was a nice pedal. It's beautiful. Um, and we put that on, and I don't even remember which guitar I played it on. I think it I was on it his. On it was on the his. John Mayer guitar. That's why it took me sixty three takes. Yeah. It's because I I was on a different guitar. Yeah, you were nervous. We were all watching you. <laughs> There's like three other people watching me, and I'm like, I'm just trying to get. And this. I'm I'm doing nothing at this point. <laughs> I'm just sitting there trying to encourage that and say, Hey, what if you did like like a little different? Uh, but I'm just going like do 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 like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's how you really help your friends. Um, but yeah, uh, it took me 63 takes to get that second half where the, where the tone changes. Um, but what we ended up with, I'm very proud of. And I'm excited for when we get the chance to play this song live oh, with a full band. I have such a beautiful vision for live. Because live, if we have a full band, this song will start chill, but then it's going hard. It's going hard. This song is going We've hard. We've already done it a couple of times acoustic. And yeah. You go hard. And it's vibey. No one in the room knows what we're doing, but it's vibey. Yeah. No one's heard of it. Yeah. Well, now 
1,300 yeah, yeah. people. Now, if someone's be like, oh my gosh, I've heard this song. <laughs> I've heard this song. My brother's I'm cousins. visiting from Germany, and I happen to be one of the three people that have listened. <laughs> <laughs> and There's I know this 14 song. 14 streams from France. So 14 from France now? I know, right? Dang. Hey, uh, France, if you want us to come out, just let us know. <laughs> just let us know, so we'll book a show at... Yeah, we'll book a show. Uh, I wish I knew a venue in France. I, I feel like I used to, but... But I... You know, Europeans love niche American artists. They do. Like, so. Lainey popped off... Well, actually, Lainey popped off in, in uh, uh, I think, Taiwan, before Dang. they really popped off here. It's like Weezer in Japan. Yeah. Huge in Japan. We're going to be huge in Europe. We're going to be huge in Europe. That's my goal. That is my goal. I'd love to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to. I have to. <clears throat> I'm having an ADHD moment. Okay. I have to go back to the music video. The biggest surprise, and once again, uh, Moji, golly, you freaking turd. Fantastic. The he biggest surprise. <clears throat> earlier, we were recording some of our other stuff, like uh, video recording. And he was like, hey, by the way, we rented a dope car <laughs> later. And I was like, what? And he goes, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but we rented a dope car. And I was like, and Moji is a very like chill. I feel guy. like he said that, but I didn't like, I thought about it like twice Yeah, during that day. And then I was like, a car. Interesting. Interesting. And then I just kind of like forgot about well, it. Well, and then we talked about it. And he's like, oh yeah, I got this whole like sunset shot planned out. It's going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. And then our guy freaking secretly rents like a 67 cherry red Mustang. Ugh. It's beautiful. It was beautiful. So hard to drive. <laughs> I had to drive it, exactly bro. I had to drive it. It made me nervous. I was like, thank God you're the one driving it. It was worth those two shots. Oh, my gosh. Driving. And that's the thing that afterwards I was like, you know what real artists do in their music videos? <laughs> they get a freaking nice car. They always car. have a car. They always have a car. So uh, always. Uh, it made me go, oh, are we real artists? <laughs> Are we actually doing this? <laughs> is it true? Is it true? So um, we are, in fact, real artists because we had a car in our music video. Um, and that's all the validation I need. That's all the validation I need, too. Oh, man. I think that's all the questions I really have. Yeah. I don't know what you have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, it's exciting. So... If you haven't checked it out yet, if you solely have found us because of our podcast, which would be a really random way to find us, yeah. um, check out Stuck in Congrats Between. Add it to one of your playlists if you want, if you like it, if you want to listen to it. Um, check out the music video if you got some free time. Um, we've poured our heart into us. We're very proud of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to let that song sit for a little bit. But believe me, believe you me, we're getting our second song uh, mixed right now. I just scheduled it to be mastered. Just oh, just scheduled to get it mastered, and we are uh, we're not taking it slower. We're diving in to another very important topic that yeah. you will see. We touched on a little bit last week, um, <laughs> but this is our second track. It's we're going a little no holds barred. Yeah, and you know we're being honest. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Well, we want to thank you guys for listening to the Feel and Blue podcast. Uh, this has been our episode kind of talking about our first single, Stuck in Between. Uh, we appreciate you guys joining in and listening to us kind of talk through our experiences recording and writing the single. It's been awesome. If you haven't streamed it yet, go stream it on Spotify, yes, please. Music. Uh, the music video is on YouTube. Go check that out. Moji Wilson did an amazing job. 
Uh, yeah. And hopefully by this point, you've already finished your beverage. If you were sipping along with us, <laughs> I finished uh, mine. Yeah. Yeah. I finished mine. Zach finished his. So we're doing good. We're going to go hang out and chill for a little bit. Yes, sir. Um, we are going to try and put out a podcast every other week. Um, we got to work it into our, our life schedule cause we're doing a lot, but you will be hearing more from blue, yes, you will. uh, the feeling blue podcast. And we're just going to talk about life, love, the pursuit, and the pursuit of, of music. Happiness. No, the pursuit of music. Uh, the pursuit of a music career. The pursuit of a music. That should career. be our tagline. Life, Life love, and the, and the pursuit, pursuit of, of a music, music career. career. <laughs> Man, that's glorious. Hey, we're gonna leave it on that note. Uh, I just want to say I love you guys. I appreciate you guys, and uh, thank you for tuning in. Peace out. Peace. This is the part where the music comes in. Yeah, yeah. And then us. And I'm gonna contribute to the music by doing this. Yeah. Shaking my glass and shaking Let's my sample ass. Sample that. Did you hear what I said? Shaking my glass and shaking my ass. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yay.